right, welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing? I'm good, buddy. Todd. Hi, well, friends. So we're talking about forgiveness today. Do I have to forget to forgive? Yeah, this is a great question because a lot of people have had incredible harm done to them. I mean, real evil and wrong done, and they sometimes go, hey, I, I don't know if I can forgive that person. Like, And what they think is... They need to forget. I mean, the Bible says in Psalm 103 that God separates our sin as far as the east is from the west, which is an incredibly encouraging verse. Okay, that was long before we knew the earth was uh, in the shape that it is today, and yet the Spirit had the psalmist write that, not from the north to the south, because by the way, the north eventually does meet south. If you go north long enough, what's gonna happen? Eventually, you're gonna start going south. If you go east, when will you start going west? That's a good, I've never thought of that. Yeah, man, it's so, like a double episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. But uh, what is forgiveness is a good way to even look at this. And and I will tell you that forgiveness is not forgetting. Okay, you're, you're always going to be tempted to remember what somebody did to you. But if you've forgiven them, you won't act as if you're living in the reality of what they did. Okay, so temptation is not sin. Not forgiving is. Okay, so if I'm going to be tempted again and again to remember what you did to me and then be not forgiving towards you, all I would say is every time I'm tempted, I've got to make sure I respond in a way that is biblical. So what's a biblical way? Well, here's a biblical way. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ Jesus has forgiven you. And so when you forgive somebody, what you're saying is, I, I, I am going to release you from uh, delighting in suffering and harm that you experience because of what you've done for me. What I desire is for you to, to, to repent. What I desire is for you to come to your senses. What I desire is for you not to live in rebellion against God and against man because it's going to go well for you when you do that. I'm going to let God be the instrument of vengeance against you, which, by the way, part of that means using the instruments of vengeance that God has put on earth, which are not vigilante responses me towards you, but sometimes government, okay, which explain something. Forgiveness is not pardoning somebody. When I, when I forgive somebody, it doesn't mean they don't have to still experience the full consequence of what they've done against society. So forgiveness is a personal transaction. Pardoning is a judicial transaction. So somebody may be pardoned later by some magistrate, judge, or president, but that's not mine to do. Mine is to forgive you, and that doesn't mean you don't need to experience consequences for what you've done. Uh, forgiveness is not condoning. Rick. In other words, um, we, we, don't, we don't condone things that are wrong, okay? Uh, we certainly don't, uh, and we don't need to forgive things that aren't wrong. And so, so forgiveness is not condoning, okay? Condoning says, ah, it's okay. And, and I would never want to say that we're condoning something that's, that's wrong. Um, the reason that, uh, that someone needs to be forgiven is they've done something grave, They've done something specifically that dishonored God, damaged relationships, damaged others, or is hurting their own witness. That's, that's something they need to, to deal with. And so all that to say is uh, forgiveness is a spiritual act that we commit because we love God and we have been forgiven much, so we forgive much. In fact, we are told by Jesus when we pray, pray this way, Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that have trespassed against us. And uh, it, it's, it's not an emotional decision. It's a spiritual decision. Corey Ten Boom, uh, you may or may not know if you're watching this who Corey Ten Boom is, but she suffered. She was a, among the, the, the righteous of the nation. She was a righteous Gentile whose family sought to protect and preserve uh, Jewish people in the midst of the Holocaust. 
And, uh, and, and Corey, when she got out, because of all the horror she saw and personally experienced, she had a really hard time forgiving. And, and she was almost waiting for that ability to emotionally feel like she could forgive some of these perpetrators. And, and, and later she gave this analogy. She said, like, forgiveness is, like, is, is, is letting go of the rope. And what she meant by that is like when you go and pull ropes in a steeple, like big, big bells, it takes a lot of work to get them started. But once you get them going, it doesn't take much work to keep that bell ringing. Okay? And when somebody's done great harm to you, the bell of bitterness and wrath and angst towards them is ringing. And so what she's saying, though, is you got to do is let go of the rope. It, it's still going to ring for a while, but eventually it will slow down. And so you got to stop pulling on that hate and start going, hey, listen, what you did to me is wrong. I don't necessarily ever need to forget it, but I'm going to be constantly tempted to act towards you like I haven't forgiven you. But I'm spiritually going to make a decision to not move towards you that way, but to move towards you in love, which doesn't mean you don't experience consequences. Doesn't mean I condone what you did, and it doesn't even mean I've forgotten it. Yeah. But I want you to receive the grace that I've received. And I do need to tell you that you need to be forgiven. Okay? And the only way you can be forgiven, because this is the last thing I want to say, forgiveness is not reconciliation. My forgiving you is my spiritual responsibility. Your responsibility is to seek forgiveness and to begin to restore, re rebuild trust. Forgiveness happens in a moment. Reconciliation. Uh, often takes a long time. Forgiveness is a is a singular decision. Reconciliation takes two. Yeah. Let me ask you one one thing as we end. What would be a verse that you would give someone in the beginning? You talked about people that have had real evil done to them, and they're really struggling with. Yeah. And how do I forgive this person? What would be a verse that you would give someone for them to to memorize or commit to memory that maybe they need to forgive someone? And, and you know, what verse would you give to someone? Well, I mean, again, I mean, there's uh, there's a parable in Matthew 18 that talks about, uh, Jesus shares, that, that basically illustrates why we need to forgive people who have done harm to us. And what he points out is the way we have been forgiven, no matter what somebody has done to us, is infinitely greater in scope than anything that we'd have to forgive somebody for. And that includes every atrocity on earth. I mean, everything that can be done to a human by another human pales in comparison to what humans have done to God. And I'm gonna tell you, Rick, the flood of horror that just came to my mind that people have experienced, that's a pretty big statement. From sexual abuse, child abuse, emotional abuse to murder, uh, killing of family members, I mean, that, those are awful things. But Matthew 18 still applies. And, and what I would say is we need to understand that our imperfection and our offense against a holy, perfect, loving God is infinitely more than another imperfect person serving, uh, uh, I guess, disserving us with an imperfect action. So I wouldn't do it lightly, but I think I'd have him go to Matthew 18 and, uh, and read that. And then also Matthew 6 where Jesus says, when you pray, pray this way. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick.